Hey Zookeepers, it's your boy Brandon Kirkman, one of the Kansas City Kaijins. That's right, we're doing a new bit, and we also got a new spin-off project we're doing. It's Super Sentai Brothers. Uh, you know Podzuki, we usually talk monster and kaiju movies. But we're doing a little side project right now with uh, two new hosts, with myself included. That being uh, Nathan Parker and Zachary Boyce. Uh, Zachary Boyce, a former guest, and then Nathan Parker, completely new, but already crushing it on the first episode. We're going to be slowly going through the original Super Sentai series, which is Go Rangers, all the way from 1975 and talking about the episodes. We'll be doing this between like regular Podzuki episodes. It's going to be a fun mix-up, but let me tell you, you're in for a treat. This first episode that we did is wild. We, we go a lot of places. As always, if you do like the podcast, uh, reach out to us at Podzuki on Twitter, just at Podzuki, or email us at podzukipodcast at gmail.com. Whatever you send our way, we'll read on air. And if you like what you hear, uh, tell another friend or, you know, just give us a good review on whatever you're podcasting. It really does help us a lot, and we love doing the show, so we love to hear it. Anyways, uh, go go Power Rangers. I- I'm going to figure this out as we go. Yeah, boy, it's crazy. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Keep my business off the ground. Switch my style like I switch hands. Going to war in foreign land. Fuck out the way, bitch. Back it up. Shit better get played in the palace. Wait. A good place to kick this off. Um, I-, I didn't really think about the introduction, but welcome to the, the Podzuki uh, side project. We're talking Super Sentai today. The only thing I came up with is we call ourselves the Hollywood Bad Boys, or the Hollywood Kaiju Bad Boys for Podzuki, which is myself. And then Luke, and then Martin. I was thinking the Kansas City Kaijins. Okay. Ka- Ka- Kaijins are what they, the Japanese term for monsters, like the yes. ones that the Power Rangers fight and whatnot. I think for the intro, they should picture us jumping midair yeah. and Woo! changing costume. That's... I, I can't wait to talk about this. So we're, <laughs> I got on my co-host, which will be doing the side project, why uh, Luke and Martin are taking a little break, though you might see some familiar faces in future episodes. Um... But we are going to be talking about Super Sentai, the original series that Power Rangers is based off from 1975. Its full title was Himitsu Sentai Go Ranger. Um, and I, I got a lot of opinions. I'm ready to get in about this. This show is fucking wild. It's bananas. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of tokusatsu in general, which is like the term for special effects shows in Japan, which are basically like all the superhero projects that have been around since like the 60s so you have your Ultraman, you have super sentai slash power rangers and then common rider and then godzilla is technically one of those two a, li- a little lizard you might have heard about before so. <laughs> um but no i've been i've been obsessed with all this stuff since i was a kid like godzilla specifically my dad got me like a vhs of godzilla versus uh, uh i think it was mecha godzilla was the original one we had when i was like six or seven i just like, yeah. watched it over and over again like the little boy on the spectrum that I was, just <laughs> memorizing lines, trying to get my feelings put away, put them into Godzilla, you know, all the good stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like we should, we should start it off with introducing how on the spectrum we are. Um, so, yeah, I'm one of the Kansas City Kaijins brand, and I'll get, hand it over to Nathan Parker here. Yeah, I'm Nathan Parker. Um, I'm most certainly uh, on the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe in the middle of the spectrum. Yeah, that's a good. It's that's a good place to be. Right in the middle of the yeah. spectrum, and uh, <laughs> you know, as a young man growing up, uh, in dealing with the the real reality of the Black Cross in my life. Oh yeah. Um, I found that uh, you know my my my, my proclivity for uh, autism is uh, <laughs> is extremely helpful. So yeah. Um, I, I have I have more feelings about that, but please, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Introduce yourself. Zach Boyce. Uh, <laughs> should do a reverb on that. Yeah. <laughs> Zach Boyce. I. I don't. We don't. Uh, we don't acknowledge autism in the African American community. <laughs> so I, I'm, it's probably pretty bad. But uh, I. <laughs> I. Uh, I was raised on Power Rangers. Like that's the whole. You know, lower class kids. Like, yeah, yeah we were all about the toys or whatever. So oh, any so, of that, they stuff, were so good. Man. Yeah, turtles, Power Rangers, all that. But Power Rangers was like a big one. Yeah, because it was, you know, I think everyone could identify to an individual one, and like it was an easy costume. I was, you know, I think I was the Black Ranger for like six years. You know. Yeah. I I think. Uh... The, when I would watch the show, you know, I'd have to, like, wake up early uh, to watch it. I forget what time it was on, but it was probably, like, 6.30 in the morning or something like that. Yeah. Um, which was also around the same time that I think they later started airing Pokemon. Mm. Um, it was, like, 6, 6.30 in the morning on Saturday or something. Yeah, that seems about right. I should look uh, up when Power Rangers came out. So I was able to watch Power Rangers for, like, probably at least a few weeks without my parents coming down in the morning and seeing what it was. And then for them, it was immediately too violent. Um, really? It was, it was, it was, it was, this is, this is just violent. This is just dumb. And I, one of the things that I'm going to enjoy talking about here is how, uh, how unique the, the cultural uh, presentation is. Um, the way that uh, some of the the source materials energies are coming through when I'm watching it, you know, yeah. when I'm a few years old. Uh, it's it's really interesting to me, and I looked it up. It was 1993, like in yeah. August, when Power Rangers came out. Which I mean, that was like I was exactly five years old. That that was like that was like the end for all children when they saw that. Of like, no, this is the best thing that's ever been made. Yeah. I feel like if you're in that age group, because it's like you get you get cool teens. Uh, a few of them can dance really well. One of them is smart. Uh, one of them can do a bunch of backflips, as we all learned in the credits at the beginning. So many backflips. Yeah, it's a lot of backflips. Uh, R.I.P. Yellow Ranger. I found out she passed away. T-Tran, yeah. Yeah, that's a bummer. R.I.P. Uh, but, like, uh, you have that, then you have the fact that they get to turn into, like, superheroes and then beat the shit out of these little putty guys that everybody hates. And then on top of that, you give them a big-ass robot to, like, fight a bigger yeah. monster. It's, like, such a it's such a simple recipe now thinking of, like, all the things a child's gonna like. Yeah, like, oh, they're fighting a witch on the moon. Like, I'm in. Like... Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> witch on the moon. Yeah. The, one of the things that I really like about thinking about this now as a 35-year-old almost versus, like, literally, a, you know, a 5-year-old when this came out. Yeah. Uh, there's no better way to sell something than to put the toy on the screen with on a little set yeah. and just shoot that which is essentially what it looked right. like when they're filming those robots they Mom. basically just have the toy that you can go buy in the store it's oh, perfect stop mo doing whatever kind of animation they need to do to make it work it's yeah. so fucking perfect i think it's like i mean for the time I just think about the the backlash of like politically correct culture at the time, because it's like ninety three, and then you have both like a black character and then a also female character, but they like get to fight and do all the cool things that all the white people do too. I remember that like coming up a lot and hearing it on the media, and I think about how we're in that same cycle with like the term woke now, and it makes me think about how humanity maybe has had a good run. Like we should just kind of end it. 
but <laughs> uh, I don't know why I went down that path, but it just I got there mentally when I was thinking about it. It, it is pretty awful when you think about how that cycle just repeats itself over and over mm-hmm. and yeah. over and over, and it never fucking stops. Oh. Yeah, it's it, it's really annoying. I feel like, because I can't think of all these timestamps, and I think like one of the fun things of, before we get into like, all the Super Sentai stuff is that it was like a lot of kids' first introduction to like Japanese media without realizing that's what it was. It's yes. a big it's a big thing. Yeah. And this is the thing that's what I'm saying about like my parents coming down and just being like having no context for what they're seeing. Yeah. Just, it, it it seemed so like you know it was obviously a foreign language to them. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, I mean it's I I feel like when I've gone through and I, as I've gotten older I've gone through more Tokusatsu series. I've gone through a few of the Sentai ones just to watch them including the original one the Power Rangers based off of which I'm not going to give the title of because it's going to be a trivia question later on. But, like, they are actually a little bit more insane than what we got, which is something really wild to think about. Yeah. Like, the original Power Rangers that they took the source materials for is, like, these ancient cavemen that were frozen in time. They bring back to modern Japan to fight a witch on the moon. Yeah. So they kept that, so good for them. <laughs> um, and her, basically, like, goal witch is... Witch on the moon. And her goal is to re- revive a dude named Die Satan, which is a great name, to wipe out humanity just because she's, like, a little mad at things that happened back in caveman times oh so so she has a reason for wanting to wipe out humanity it's not just as in as in the version of the show that we're yeah. getting where every, the the pure motivation is just to wipe out humanity yeah, why do yeah. you want to wipe out humanity because we need it needs to I be mean, wiped out let's be honest just because she wanted to kind of be kind of a bitch like, <laughs> women am i right you know, like, oh, no. it's like, <laughs> that's, that's the american well, i'm like, tired of all this politically yeah. correct yeah. culture we get now I love the American exec. He's like, yeah, it's some broad on the moon. She's, <laughs> she's mad about something. You don't never know what they're mad it's about. It's okay. And She'll then... get married to a skinless dude eventually. Yeah. He's got a big old Z on his staff. And we project to make $50 billion. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I gotta and give... then it happened. Yeah. <laughs> it really did happen. And then I got to give props to them because like, going back and looking at like how they reskinned the show, they kept a lot of the original series that they t- based it off in the 93 one. But, like, I thought Lord Zed and all of them were going to be, like, other monsters in the series. Those were all, like, original creations they did just for the ones they got. And then they, as they got more and more of a budget, they actually started doing their own stuff and just using, like, basically the footage from Japan for when they'd be fighting. That's about it. Yeah. Um, so I think it's all really interesting. Also finding out Saban, who made it, they're, like, legendary assholes. Which, of course, yeah. I mean, it always makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I feel like it's, like, a good introduction to, like, our experience with, like, Power Rangers. And now we, we've gone back to the beginning. It is 1975. And uh, Shotaro Ishinomoro has made Himitsu Sentai Go Ranger. So this dude who made it is like a famous comic artist in Japan. He made Kamen Rider, which is not big over here, but it's a lot bigger in Japan. Mm-hmm. And then like other animes like Cyborg 009 um, that got basically remade the comic and they made it into an anime. And they were all pretty popular, you know, properties. But 1975 is like, what if I did Kamen Rider, but there's five of them? Because let's be honest, it's not, it's like not super creative, but I love that his through line for a lot of his series are like, there's a group of people that want to get revenge on a fascist or a white supremacist of some sort, which is no joke. The dude was like pretty progressive for his time, but also he hated fascism. Like, I mean, in the series that we watched and the original comic, the main villain's name is Black Cross Fuhrer. Like, it's, like, just a straight-up, like, I mean, Hitler. he has a clan hood. <laughs> yeah, that, I was yeah. waiting till we could get to the clan hood. Like, which is, like, the first image of him is just... There's no way you can't see that, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's, like, he's not fucking around. Yeah. Like, you can't... <laughs> yeah. You can't second-guess. One of my favorite things online 
The whole image of the yeah. black cross. I'm sorry. Yeah. Continue. But, like, it's so fucking fast. <laughs> it's right there. Yeah. yeah. Like, you get both Nazi and white supremacy values together, finally. Because they've been separated, as we all know. The team up things. that we've been waiting <laughs> yeah. for. Yeah. Because the KKK <laughs> they're, they're pretty dastardly. I mean... <laughs> I mean, I think we can agree. The KKK and the Nazis have very different values, but yeah. it's fun to see them put together, yeah. finally. <laughs> the, the Nazis might have hated Catholics less. That's true. Yeah. That's so maybe the Nazis are better? Yeah. But I, it, the funny thing I want to get to is that you still see this fucking dipshit comment all the time online. This is going to be a very specific tirade I have to go into. Recently on Amazon, they put out uh, Kamen Rider Black Sun, which is a... Well, I see you've been tweeting about yeah, it Yeah, I'm a huge fan of it. But, like, it is super political, like, to the point where one of the characters is trying to kill the Prime Minister and then does, and this is, like, right before Abe got killed. Oh, no. Um, because he's, like, this basically super conservative that's trying to sell the government to, like, this evil organization to get money for it. Wait, I love it. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> but then you see so many tweets where, like, I'm tired of them trying to make all this modern, like, tokusatsu and Kamen Rider shows political. And then you go back to the original source and they're fucking fighting Hitler. It's like, come <laughs> on, dude. Like, with Kamen Rider, the original villain was, like, a revived agent of Hitler. Like, not even, like, a... This is kind of like six degrees separated. It's like literally straight path to Hitler and fascism. Oh, it's like boys from Brazil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's just funny to be like, no matter how far we get in culture, there are still those people that are like, I'm tired of everyone trying to get everything too political. And it's like, everything's political, dude. Sorry. You gotta take a stance on something. Yeah, yeah so. it's everywhere. I, I do love seeing, every time I see the clan hood, and then the image of the, the, the it's basically a white cross behind yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, or like a cross the way of lights. <laughs> <laughs> the cross of lights. You yeah. mean the default cross? <laughs> the correct yeah. cross. Yeah. Um, it's but it's just a fucking sick looking cross. It's, it's a so great, gnarly. I gotta say this: it's that, that that argument that's not good to make, but they do have a really good fashion sense and monster design for their whole organization. Yeah. Okay, so here's uh, and this is um, jumping ahead because you know we, we we haven't discussed any of the amazing things that happen in these episodes. Just yeah. we're just we're just scratching we're scratching around. at the surface. Yeah. But um, in episode four, when um, now, correct me if I'm getting these names wrong, because I have another trend. I had to write them down, too, because, yeah. Master. Yeah. And Commander. Yeah. Master and Commander. Mm-hmm. Oceans are battlefields. <laughs> oh, no. Well... The man's name is... is the man's name... Names are... Yeah. The man's names are Master and Commander. <laughs> Oh man, we got Rob Kushel. I've now. been having an afternoon, you guys. <laughs> it's a whole journey. I did have that that thought for a little bit, just because that memes become so like volatile online. Uh, have you you guys have seen that fucking movie, right? Yeah, and then it's also fucking sick. Yeah, yeah, and also like the guy who got that tattoo of the opening line from the movie on his back. Too. Yep, I retweeted it. It's so good, <laughs> proudly. Um, uh, but in episode four, Master and Commander is wearing like. A, essentially a Hugo Boss SS uniform, yeah. which is really, I think, just like to indicate his his importance, but there's something about some of the fascist imagery that sort of creeped onto like the good <laughs> side a little bit, yeah. where like you see like there's a, a giant eagle on his yeah. Hitler, be uh, those Hitler hat, his Hitler general hat, yeah. and it's, uh, it's a little wild. I mean, listen, we all agree birds are majestic, but you gotta be careful of that imagery. <laughs> you really gotta know where you're putting them. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and I do think how wide their wings Look. Yeah. And is that funny if like that their imagery is like, well you gotta fight fire with fire, you know? Yes. Um, but yeah, I think I think we should get into like let's get into the premise. We'll get into like episode one of what happens. 
I love that it is it is a zero to eleven show, no doubt of like it is full gas, oh no breaks. Yeah, I was like, what? No, yeah, seriously, like, I thought there was something wrong with my stream because I was I was I don't know how you guys watched it, but I was watching. Shout out to archive.org. Oh yeah. Watching it, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, don't take away their the rights they have for archiving a lot of our digital freedom. This, this is going to be a weird tirade. I'm going to go down. So I. I'm getting away from Twitter. I use Mastodon a lot more, which I recommend. I love Mastodon. Mastodon is... You're so brave. Thank you. I'm very brave. I'm very cool. Mastodon is like ultra-left Twitter. Maybe I'm simplifying a little bit more, but I really like it a lot. But I was talking about archive.org, and a friend brought up, was like, yeah, you can support them, but you got to know they have some bad practices. One of their, uh, you know, people in charge in the management positions were harassing one of their employees. So you got to be careful about who you're supporting. Like, I know that's bad, but like the <laughs> overall thing they're doing is really yeah. good too. Yeah. Like I can't be like, okay, throw archive.org in the trash now. Yeah, and it's it's a weird it's a weird thing. I, I agree again. You shouldn't harass your employees, and that's a really bad thing. But also, I don't want Congress to like pass all the laws where we can't have anything archived and corporations rule the internet. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, there's there's it's, it's a gray subject. Yeah, it's I I'm not gonna. No, like, that guy sucks. Yeah. It's like, the guy sucks. Yeah. The guy I isn't the thing. I think he listens to Podzuki, so if it's him, I love you, buddy, but, man, come on. Look, I love I love what you do so that we can have this yeah. experience I always want to be moralistic yeah. in what I'm doing, too, so I definitely agree with that, but there's, like, the, it's the pick-your-battle saying, as they say. Uh, uh, speaking of picking battles... Yeah. Transition. Oh, that's really good. Boom. That's why we got you in here. Uh, uh, I'm watching it, and... Zero to a thousand. We're, we're all... Yeah, not zero to eleven. Yeah. It's like zero to a thousand. I thought I missed They're, something. They, they, I they, thought something was wrong because there's explosions happening immediately. The, you cut to our main character uh, whose name is Kaiju. Or Kaiju. Uh, Kaiju? I wrote it down before. Man, I have bad handwriting. Kaiju is like playing soccer with the boys. Like, it just opens oh, up. Oh, so cool. And he's like, he's kicking around, he's getting ready to make a goal, and then just explosions. They're having a totally normal soccer well, game. Then, then, oh, yeah, they shoot the Four. arrow into the soccer ball. Yeah. And it's like, literally what? the first kick you see. It's like, this is a totally normal soccer game. Let me kick this ball. Black. Black cross. Yeah. There to kill everybody who's associated with the Eagle organization, which is like the good guys. So we go to that. Then we get to our next character, which is the uh, eventually the Blue Ranger. Can which I is... shout out the cool prop sets? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sequence? Because it's the, the introduction of the cool prop sets that just sort of blow up in like oh, goofy yeah, ways. Yeah. And there's one... Uh, the the danger the danger building. There's a building that just says danger. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> what goes on in the danger <laughs> building? How is that associated with the Eagle organization? I don't know. It's not explained. Yeah. They have a danger building, and unfortunately, it is no more. Yeah, I feel like they before it was destroyed, they had a sign that said zero days without accidents, and that zero never went away. <laughs> like they named it Apple. The crater. Yeah, and now it's flooded. And then they they go through basically all the five rangers, and this is one thing I gotta say is like the the blood of Power Rangers, even in the original nineteen seventy five, is like so strong. Of like I can see all of the ties they're still doing. Like the main character is the Red Ranger. Eventually, they even call mm. him Ranger, even in the back or uh, the like the back all the way nineteen seventy five. And they go through all of the other rangers like that are all working for the Eagle organization. How all of their friends are killed off, and they're the only remaining one. So you go to the Blue Ranger, which is Akira. His whole team get, basically gets murked by. Uh, uh, Iron Mask, which is a really cool looking uh, fucking kaijin who's got, he's got like, like that kabuki. He's got the kabuki look. He's just got, I love that like they all have kind of cool props and things to do. He just has an arrow and shoots a lot of people with arrows. Yeah. Like that's what he does. He does it well. He does yeah. it well. That's like he's a master of his craft so you have to appreciate that. He's the only one survivor of that. 
they go to, I think, who we're going to spend so much time talking about in this podcast, which is, uh, oh, I, I did I write it down? It's Daika, which is the Yellow Ranger. Ah. Uh. He, that's we're gonna homie. talk a lot about him. That's first, homie. first off, I, I gotta, I'm gonna break this down before we get further into the episode and like talking about this. He, this is something we've been robbed of in modern Power Rangers and Super Sentai. He's a big boy. I love yeah. that. I love that. He's a big oh, guy. He's got this round face. Yeah. yeah. That there's a moment at the end of episode three where he's just smiling and they're all giggling and he lays his head on somebody's shoulder yeah my god yeah kaiju or kaijo's uh, shoulder and like it's it's a real masculine bonding moment with no toxicity yeah it's beautiful it it's is. real love it's i'm i'm I, i'm gonna say this because i'm giving away a little bit early before i get reviews i was surprised at how much i enjoyed these four episodes i, I thought it might mm-hmm. be like a, a chore we haven't done it yet for this podcast but i think originally we are going to do the, the original common writer series and I love Kamen Rider, but there's like a lot of old episodes where like this is dog shit. Like I'm just, yeah, yeah. I'm not having a good time, and I can see that they basically just had to get this episode out immediately, which I think might happen if we did watch all of the series. Because another thing I have to say, there's 84 episodes. Of this. Oh my god, <laughs> that's too many episodes. Uh, uh, it's about the same number of episodes as The Sopranos, so I don't know. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It might be The Sopranos of Japan. Yeah. We <laughs> might need to actually do a side yeah. by side. If it is, I'll double check if it's the same number of Sopranos. <laughs> we amazing. might need to do a side by side. Oh my god, um, <laughs> I had to go get a morpher. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out the lyrics for that. We'll we'll woke get up it. this morning. Yeah, I woke up this morning. I had to get a morpher. We'll we'll workshop it later. Um, it's coming together. Theme song will be it's ready. Absolutely not. Theme song will be ready soon. Yeah. Um, anyway, so like getting back to this, the Yellow Ranger named Daika. Sopranos is eighty six episodes, so it's not perfect. Yeah, we can figure so, it out. Sopranos is two episodes better, basically, is how we'd say, which makes sense to me. I don't want to drink too much. It's, oh, it's pretty good. Um, anyway, so. We get introduced to the Yellow Ranger, and like I'm saying, this is an honest opinion, but also kind of a, a funny thing, too, is, like, he is, like, a slightly more portly, bigger character, yeah. and I'm, like, thinking about, like, I don't know where it changed, which I'm gonna guess it's, like, the next one immediately after this, where all the Power Rangers are always, like, kind of, like, slim and fit individuals. There should be more big boys in different body types. Like, wow. it's, it's so cool to see this big dude going around beating the shit out of people as the Yellow Ranger. It's really well, fun. He's, it's, he, it kind of reminds me and zach i think you had something to say so i don't mean to cut you off no, but, no. uh it reminds me a little bit of the scene in school of rock where jack black says like hey i i'm a fat guy it's cool to be fat i like yeah. eating food it's cool yeah because this guy he loves eating food <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like it's just a part of who he is and everybody just kind of we can get into that now because we talked a little bit about before we started recording it's daita his name i was looking it up because i got worried i misspelled it which i did uh, anyways, Daita, four of the episodes we watched, all of them at one point, we'll talk about how much curry he's eating or how much he wants to eat curry, <laughs> which is so fucking funny Just to To the, to the point where, like, they almost tease that it's going to be a plot point. Right. <laughs> like, they, they, they almost, they sort of, like, tease it, I think, in, in episode three before you, you reveal Okay, we're going to jump ahead. We need to talk about this yeah. immediately, which is yeah. the funniest thing to me in the world. So... As these episodes go, each of the four episodes we watched, the the monster, the kaijin, who killed off their team, they basically like get the revenge as they're going. Yeah. And the monster, Bronze Mask, who killed off all of Daita's team and left him alone as a lone survivor, 
like gets him trapped and gives him a plate of curry that he just eats something like he's poisoned and he's gonna have to get like an antidote he just gave him a big bowl of curry and he's like this curry tastes good he's like i know well anyways you have to go save this kid within a half hour and i need you to take this seriously and literally like this is honestly a very fucking funny scene like props to the writing team he says okay i need to go save that kid i have a half hour and then he goes and eats some more of the curry and it's like the curry's really good i'm sorry he's like oh that's right i have to go save this kid he he legitimately gets sidetracked by this delicious and it always looks pretty fucking good yeah, too so, like, so this is like getting into really nerdy japanese culture and cuisine stuff because i'm sorry i grew up too much into anime and culture as a kid and i'm still atoning for my sins but golden curry is like a really popular curry mix in japan so a lot of like the restaurants and bars would have it where it'd be like a really easy mix you could do but like it's a consistency and a mixture that tastes really fucking good mm-hmm. like they have it mm-hmm. now just it's basically golden curry is like their mac and cheese like over yeah, there like yeah. their craft mac and cheese so he's right about wanting to eat it all the time because that's how I feel about Kraft Mac and Cheese, basically. So <laughs> That's uh, fucking great. And uh, you know what? Shout out to that. Maybe it's an early for a plug, but go out and get some golden curry. You can find it at a lot of supermarkets, too. Can I uh, just a uh, curry sidebar, if I may? Uh, Absolutely. I, I don't know if uh, anybody follows uh, Jen Mac Ramos on Twitter. No. Uh, no. Who, uh, I follow them for their uh, baseball commentary, mostly. But uh, they're just a bit of a shit poster leftist, I think, at this point. No, uh, at least, at least that's how they use Twitter. And uh, I, I love your Eve Six types, absolutely. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely, yes, hundred um, percent. They did a March Madness curry bracket. Oh, that's good. Sixty-four Ooh. kinds of curry. Now, at a certain point, you go from uh, it. It pairs like Vindaloo against Tim Curry. Okay, for example. <laughs> did Tim Curry go pretty far? Tim Curry did okay, but it really did. I, th- I forget what it came down to, but I, I think Vindaloo was in the final Did you get Steph four. Curry in there, too? Steph Curry's in there. Yeah. I mean, like, they they really worked. They had 64 curries on this bracket, so I mean, they got pretty creative. food and also a lot of names for people. Yeah. It's delightful. D- do you remember who won? Uh, it, was a, it was an actual food. It, I don't remember, but it was a it was a it was a edible curry. I'm thinking about like my top curries. I feel like I put a green curry almost at like number one for me. I like a Thai. A yeah, thai, a thai green, green curry. Ooh, so good. I, I love like coconut a, and some stuff. A variety of Thai curries with curry. I like curry. Uh, I feel like I haven't had a lot of curries. I feel like I only dabble in the Thai ones or whatever. Yeah, that's I what know. I know best. Yeah, yeah. It's always so good. I like I hot thai. stuff, and they don't they they don't hold back. Yes, you can get it fucking brutal. Yeah, the, those people that are brave enough to go above medium and they warn you, like you gotta be careful. They're they're telling you the truth most of the time. I love when you're like, I want what you eat, and they're like, we're not. <laughs> it will kill you. Yeah, you will die. You can't handle this potion. Yeah, you sometimes have to like beg them for it, but yeah. like Thai spicy, not yeah. American spicy. Thai spicy <laughs> can be fun in the right mood, but yeah, it, it does hurt at a certain point. I think I'm sorry. I I get that white gene too hard in me sometimes. <laughs> but I do love a, a, a spicy curry. Uh, anyways, we got sidetracked. We're going through all the rangers. The first episode is just introducing them all. We talked about the Yellow Ranger, which I feel like is going to come up a lot because he is a... You know what I'm going to say? He's a character. He's <laughs> He stands out immediately. Yeah. The the first uh, shot of him in in, his, in the dojo. Yeah, and they're all right, like doing right judo. When, the, right? when yeah. the attack happens, he's he's not quite center-framed. They're all framed so like... They all sort of proportionally take up, all the other guys in the dojo take up proportional amounts of space on the screen, right? Yeah. They're laid out all together. Uh, and he's just sort of off center, but it is very clear immediately that he is 
the most interesting one yeah, yeah. Oh, that's on screen. Yeah. Like it's just like in a half a second, you you're like, oh, I want to know what this guy's about. Look at him, <laughs> he's it, awesome. I feel like it rewards your curiosity because like I feel like even in our own tropes, you're gonna expect like the silly kind of rotund guy to get killed off, but not, it's like no, we're following his journey, which is great. Uh, the next after that we have Peggy, which I think is funny. I had to check her name is Peggy, but yeah, I, Peggy, resident baddie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. The the, the Pink Ranger slash Momo Ranger. Momo Ranger. Yeah. She once again. This is another thing where I was pleasantly surprised because I think like maybe I'm like too regressive in my own mind of like it's 1975. There's no way they're gonna let her fight or just do her own thing. They just let her go out and like kill and do all the things the yeah. boys are doing. She's on a solo mission for one of she's, these episodes. Yeah, her things are like explosives. Her things are explosives, yeah. which is really great. All of the her most jewelry. Bu- is explosive. She's the most volatile weapon. Yeah. You know? Uh, yes. She's the demolition expert. Yeah. No, <clears throat> so she's fucking cool. Uh, when she, at, at a certain point in one of these episodes, she dresses up uh, on, in, in disguise. As a reporter. Yeah, as, as a, a reporter. reporter. And she like has this moment where she like changes her hair and she does her makeup. And it's, you know, all these scenes are very quick. Like they're, they're happening very fast. But they have the space to give her a minute to like, admire herself in the mirror and say how cute she thinks she looks. And you know, good for her. And it's just, it's just for her. Yeah. There isn't really anyone else commenting on it at any point in the episode. Yeah. Like, she, it's really sweet. Yeah, I'm like, surprised. Peggy. Yeah. I mean, it's like, <laughs> the more we talk about it, I'm surprised at how progressive this is for like a 1975 Japanese <laughs> show coming up. Um, once again, you might have noticed too at this point in the podcast, I completely skimmed over the Blue Ranger, which is, he doesn't really get much of a personality other than he's like the guitar guy later on. Okay. Anybody else have opinions about this guitar playing? Not really. I mean, he looks cool. That's about it. He's like the cool looking guy in the background. He like does the nod. He'll like do the hat. He has the hat. Like yeah, a yeah, troubadour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's a troubadour. <laughs> he's, he's like, there's there's a my experience with Japanese television in general and Japanese culture is is uh, I don't have a ton of exposure to it. Uh, but I do feel that there are there are certain um, types, and there is there is a type that is that guy, yeah. sort of like a long haired, not effeminate, but uh, a, a, a little bit androgynous, yeah. right. and the, there's something about the cowboy hat and the guitar that kind of it's not a cowboy hat, but he has he has like a, a fedora of sorts. It's a bit yeah. of a like desperado. Desperado, this is what I'm talking about. Now, which is not Japanese, but I feel like Desperado is like an international. Yeah, you you get a desperate. There's a Desperado trope uh, type in Japan. Am I wrong? No. No. Am I wrong at all? Well, I don't know if you know this. There's uh, because you wouldn't. You don't think of those like worlds crossing because they're so far apart, you know. But like, there's a strong like cholo community in Japan. So I'm aware so, of that. I am so, totally aware of like that. Like low, like California, yes. like Latino gangsters. They, like, they have adopted that. Yeah, and I gotta Google that after. Yeah, and it's it's the makeup, it's the 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 clothes. They drive the lowriders on the hydraulics. Oh my like, god! And it's yeah, and you you know you could just be driving through Japan, and you're like, am I in L.A. right? Like, what is happening yeah. right now? That is so cool. It's so I, I'm, I've I've seen um, there's a. There's a really excellent reality show called Terrace House. I don't know if you guys are I've familiar. I've seen Terrace House, yeah. I'm a huge fan. I've seen almost every season that's available uh, to stream here in the States. Um, it's essentially uh, a miniaturized big brother. Yeah. Um, uh, three boys, three girls live in a house somewhere, 
and there's cameras everywhere and they have jobs or whatever that they do and like then they they come sort of come and go through the season they'll get mm. replaced right uh, every once in a while if they decide they want to leave. And there's, there's no competition. It's just sort of they're, like, kind of dating and whatever. It's, it's a very yeah. fun show. I've only seen, I think, two seasons. I got turned on to it by the My Brother, My Brother and Me because they talked about it a lot. Which I oh, really cool. Fun. Yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, it's it's really nice to see a show, like, where you get to see, like, basically this whole reality show where you can, like, kind of follow the people. And then because it's a different culture, it's interesting to watch. But, like, I like that there's no, like reality goal of like there has to be this like cutthroat no, battle. No, there's no game, there's nothing. It's they're just it's it's just vibes. Yeah. Which makes it fun to watch. Yeah. Um but the reason I brought it up is because uh on that show I sort of got introduced to this idea that in Japan there are you know, I think if if I it was uh, uh I'm sure it could be considered appropriation, but I I think more accurately, um it's sort of a a way of uh for, for people to sort of experience these different expressions. Um, what the fuck am I trying to say? There's, uh, I don't know, they do this. They, they'll, they'll, appropri- they'll take a so, thing from another so, culture, right? But the thing is, it's not appropriation. Because okay, it's more, lay it on me. Yeah, it's, they're, playing, they're paying homage to it. I yeah, homage you, might be a good yeah, thing. Much, it's like yeah. an appreciation. Yeah, it's an appreciation. Yeah. Because like, I feel like what we do in the West is we take something and then we go, we made it. Yeah, we don't give the props to. I feel like whenever uh, Eastern countries do that, or, or uh, like Japan, it's always like we admire that. Yeah, I thing, think, and we we want to honor it. Like let's it, get let's get ultra specific here, which I think of one of my favorite authors, Haruku Murakami. He's mm. a huge jazz person. There's this huge like jazz culture in Japan of like going through all of the classics and being really into it. But it's not like they're taking the culture. Literally, you could go to like these jazz bars in Japan. And they will tell you like all of Miles Davis's like discography, but also know other people like you know Pat Martino and get into stuff like Wes Montgomery. And like they really enjoy it and know it very well, as opposed to like mm. we have a jazz vibe and that's our thing now, which I think is like a, a fun difference. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is so good. Yeah. It's, yeah, and uh, uh, jazz in like seventies Japan is like oh wow. Yeah. We we did not talk about this. We mentioned on the group chat. Very briefly, but the intro song for this completely fucks. Uh, okay, the outro song slash yeah, too. Really well, and the outro song is also uh, used several times yeah. in each episode, sort of uh, in fight scenes and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But there are also there are a couple of points where there is extremely cool music playing. Mm-hmm. This is a, how deep I'm into uh, Tokusatsu and like Kamen Rider. That is, they call them insert themes. So like when a big battle or something dramatic happens, they play that song. So the insert theme is also the ending theme in this, but it's a really good theme. Yeah, so. yeah, it is. A, it's a fucking banger. Yeah, um, all the music is good. What the the opening credits are some of the most fun opening credits. And actually, I did have a note in here comparing the experience of watching these opening credits, at least for these four episodes, to how I feel like when I watch The Sopranos opening credits. This, <laughs> that is my favorite yeah, piece of really media, good. maybe ever. <laughs> and I never skip the credits. I've seen the whole series more than ten times, yeah. and I never <laughs> skip the fucking credits. I, I feel that way with certain things, too, I've watched where like it has a really good banger, and that's definitely true with this. I feel like also, once again, going back to tying disco. it to... It's disco. It's disco. There's like a really good bass that just kicks funky, off right away. Yeah. It's very funky. Um, they... I feel like they did a good homage with it with like Power Rangers when they did bring over the states because that also is a banger of an opener. Like, oh yeah, that's another bop. Yeah, yeah you can't forget it. Yeah. Like it, once again, it's just Go Go Power Rangers, but like extreme metal rock of the '90s, but like yeah. a really good tune. Oh, that fucking guitar! Yeah, just like getting so into it. Oh man, I love it. 
Yeah, so uh, I feel like that's like a good setup. That's all of the rangers. The only one we didn't talk about was Asuku, who's the green ranger slash Mito ranger. Um, he's with like the, the with the boomerang. He's like yeah. he's like the hard ass. He's the right? hard ass, but I like that he's like he's into riddles and yeah. he's also green, so he's got really big riddler vibes. Yeah. So you just gotta get that off the bat. I'm still I'm feel like I'm still feeling him out. I haven't quite yeah. gotten. We didn't get to his episode either, which will be the fifth episode. I feel each of the episodes like the first one is basically. Against Gold Mask, who killed all of the Red Rangers team, and then it's each episode's the monster that kill off their team, and they get their revenge. The only thing that's kind of weird is like the individual team member doesn't like kill off the monster. It's like them doing their thing together, where Red gets to do the finisher, um, which happens at the end of the first episode, even. Um, yeah. But I feel like we gotta talk about this, which is the whole setup for the first episode is they introduce you to the team. They never explain why they can turn into the Rangers, yeah. which I love. <laughs> It's incredibly baffling. Yeah. they. Just, my favorite thing is they. it's very similar to the Morphers where they like, instead of them doing like an announcement, they have the belts, but they just turn around really quick and then they turn into the Rangers, which I think yeah. is really great. Or they jump up and they do it. Yeah. Also, um, the, uh, the Black Cross uh, goons... Yeah. Those guys also do this. Yeah. In the fourth episode, there's there's the one guy who lies to uh, oh yeah to a couple of our rangers, and he appears normal. And then he like flips around, and he's the yeah. Jade Mask. Yeah, he starts to giggle a little yeah. bit. By the way, guy gives a great performance. His his voice, like I know, it was in Japanese, but it felt like every line he was delivering was like yelling at top line, like "How dare you do this to me!" <laughs> like it's so. Whoever that guy was in Japan in nineteen seventy five, he gave it all of his, all of his energy, and I love that. There's a couple of really fun like character things that are happening with Absolutely. these actors. Um, but what I, I want to get to is like the end of the first episode is they get together as a team. And once again, they don't explain a lot of things. It just goes from zero to a thousand of, like, the Red Rangers going around, and then he's watching all the other Rangers train, and then he throws, like, a card to meet up at uh, Gone Snack, Gone. which is... <laughs> the, the bar they meet up at is a just a bar and snack place called Gone Snack, which is a great name. <laughs> they all get the card. They meet up God for... Snack? God Snack? Gone Snack. Just G-O-N. I don't know if that means something in Japanese, but it's a okay. funny name. I okay. love... I love that their base. It's like, yeah, take two elevators. Yeah. And then you're there. There's no, like, it just made me laugh so hard. Yeah. It's like. The only, like, securities they have, like, these little bars they have that are the color that they put in. Yeah. But even then, I feel like. But that kind of goes away after the first <laughs> yeah. episode. No, yeah, because they, they put them all, they put the bars in, and then I think they just leave them there. Yeah. <laughs> they're just in there permanently. Just leave their keys in the they show it. they show it, like, in the background of a couple of shots, and they're just there, I, yeah, I think. They're a little lackadaisical about it, to be honest. <laughs> I think maybe some people will exploit that weakness Different later. time, you know. Different yeah. time. Well, you know, you didn't have to lock your door because you didn't have to lock your secret ranger base. Yeah. You, you know? have to worry about all this kaijin crime running yeah. around. Um, yeah, just just the good old Black Cross. <laughs> you know what? We, we think they're the bad guys, but they had some good values I kind of agree with. Look. Let them cook. Let them cook. <laughs> Uh, it's almost like going the opposite of uh, going full horseshoe theory of those people that try to make it seem like Nazis were socialists. I'm like, come on, buddy. <laughs> I know that socialism, socialist was in their title, but for very different reasons that they had that there. Um, anyways, weird leftist tirade aside. They they get to the end of the episode for the first one. They all get together. They find out where Gold Mask is, and they have this basically show off. And this is why he's getting excited, because I know that for the first series, they're not going to have Mecha. They don't have Zords yet, like they do in Power Rangers. Um, I'm going to get into... Actually, I guess I should talk about it now. So, there's three series that come after this altogether. So, this first one is the 
Amitsu Sentai Go Rangers. Immediately after this series, they do Jack Q, which is basically their, like, card theme. So it's Jack. So, like, you know, uh, you have the Je- the Joker. Or, no, the Joker. What am I fucking saying? The King and Queen. The yeah. King, yeah, the Ace, King, Queen. Jack. That's why they're called that. Um, that series did not do well. This is where it gets really interesting to me. So in 1978, Toei, which is making this series, they license Spider-Man over there. There's a Japanese Spider-Man. Uh, in Japanese Spider-Man, made in 1978, they give him a giant robot, which is he's the first one that has the giant robot like Power Rangers do. It does bonker sales in Japan for like toys and ratings. So the third series they make, which is called Battle Fever J in Toei, is sponsored by Marvel. So Marvel actually is responsible for doing this, and they add the giant mecha, which is basically like the Zords in the third series, which is when it becomes super popular. So basically, Marvel Comics is why we have Zords and like Mecha in all these Japanese shows. Okay, that's wild. We, we got to make sure that Kevin Feige doesn't hear this. Yeah, <laughs> we really yeah, got to worry. The tape. We yeah. can't let this may be a good podcast episode, and we can't we yeah. can't promote it too much yeah. now. So yeah, the third series of Super Sentai is literally is like sponsored and made by Marvel, which is crazy to me. And then, like, stop saying that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, Stanley was like a huge fan of this whole series and all that, and the Japanese Spider Man. So, like, he was involved with a few of them too, which is crazy to me. I had no fucking clue that was true. But yeah, Battle Fever J, which is the third series of Super Sentai, is where they get the giant robot. And from there on, of course, you go super huge robot from there on out because it's cool. It's like as simple as that. Yeah, it's escalation. You're like I said, you can that. put the giant robot on. On the set with the cool, weird, fake houses and streets. Yeah. And just film it and then tell kids to go buy it. Right. It's perfect. But, I mean, I feel like they, they had the connective tissue there already for this first series because they have, like, a giant helicopter they get in. Yeah. And, like, you can tell, like, you know they want it to be a giant robot so bad. They're all, like, in the pilot positions like they would be for the Zord and yeah. all that. It, you can see the, the bones. Yeah, the bones just there. slowly the flesh forming on it. It is a really badly designed... Uh, helicopter plane well I, I was thinking like when they when they're going to intercept the hot air balloon in a later episode mm-hmm. i was like don't get too close yeah. don't fly above <laughs> it yeah because it has rotors like on the bottom of yeah, it yeah which is really stupid that's just insane. like insane is that the second episode where they send the pipe down to suck up the oh game? yeah that yeah. is the second one with oh, all that. that one was cool yeah that i liked the pipe sucker as we know the the sucking pipe. But I went on another very long tirade for their finisher, so I was getting excited because I'm like, I know they don't have the Zord, but you know in Power Rangers they had a few episodes where like they would like combine their weapons and like mm-hmm. shoot a laser beam to kill yeah. the monster. I was mm-hmm. not expecting this because I did not read anything about it. They bring out a soccer ball bomb, Yo. they kick around until they kick into the monster and then he explodes. I was like, I'm in. I'm like, oh, chef's kiss, that's mm-hmm. so yeah. good. I didn't think in a million years that soccer would come back around. And yeah. like when they did it at the end of the first Full episode, yeah. I yeah. thought it was just like, it was just going to be for that episode. No, to... I, I had oh, okay, no idea that they were going to actually make that a, a, a finishing move for the entire series. Yeah. I love it. I think, I mean, we're only four episodes in. I'm trying not to read too much, but I think they have different finishers that it goes through. It would be funny if they eventually get one where it's like a giant weapon and they're like, why are we doing the soccer ball? It's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> what, if, what if they... What if do the soccer ball thing again? Yeah. I can't imagine... Well, no, I'm trying to... I'm trying to, like, make it baseball. Yeah. Because that's what I like They should do, do all the sports. I don't, I don't think it would work as well, but... All right. Let's Unless they, like, ball. pitch it around a little bit. 
And the last person throws it and he like bats it and it explodes. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, here's the thing by the end of the fourth episode, when they brought out the soccer ball, I was like, they're bringing out the soccer ball again. <laughs> yeah, here it comes. We love the soccer, soccer ball. ball. Soccer ball. <laughs> it will kill them. Um, it's it, it's so funny because like the build up to each time is like the monster trying to like get away, and it's like you know he's gonna get soccer ball. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's simple as that. God, it's so Every time they say, like, well, I'm going to run away, <laughs> and then they run away. It starts on the second episode, so we can just get to the second one. The second one is the Iron Mask, which killed off all of the Blue uh, Rangers team. His plan is to get a ray that turns everything into the desert, make a rocket that shoots it down to turn everything into the desert. They, of course, destroy it, and then he's like, okay, I'm going to get away in the rocket. And, like, as it's flying off, they just get out the soccer ball and explode him again. <laughs> I, mean, I, I know that's going to be, like, the method each time, but, like... It's so fucking funny to me. Well, but wait, in in the second one, didn't they put a bomb on an arrow? They did, so that it could get them. That's right, I forgot. Oh, and, and then, then they did the soccer Then ball. they did the soccer okay. ball. Because they destroyed the rocket, and then they had a second rocket to escape with. <laughs> Which seems like too much planning, and also, it's kind of like you're admitting defeat already if you're doing that. He was like, I told you we should have done three rockets, <laughs> yeah. all right? Three rockets would have done it. Uh, it's ridiculous to me. Um... I feel like we can kind of go through the other episodes kind of a lot faster because it's a very formulaic thing. And that's why I'm, like, thinking about, like, I'm really enjoying it right now, but knowing there's 84 episodes of, like, this, I'm like, how are they going to mix it up as it goes? Yeah. Because it's like, they, they have the main monsters that kill all of their teams. After that, I wonder what they're going to do. Because, I, I mean, by the time we get to the fifth one, we know that guy's going to be killed off at the end of the episode. <laughs> so... I'm just here for the ride, you guys, because, <laughs> yeah. because the thing that they have to deal with in episode two... Is a sand cannon. Yeah, yeah. Can we talk about how fucking cool the sand, sand cannon is? They, of course, have it like where they demonstrate its power. Where he kidnapped these scientists to basically work on it, and one of them tries to escape. So he's like, "Fire the sand cannon!" At him. And it like shoots him. They just like show him turning into sand. But it's like so cartoony where they like have a giant wind gust blow away the mm. sand afterwards. It was a little morbid though. I was yeah. a little oh, like, very morbid. Like, this is kind of a lot. I uh, well. Uh, have you guys ever seen the film Altered States? Yeah, I have. I love Altered States. Really reminds me of the end of that, the mushroom trip. Yeah. When he, when he, when he's, I think he goes to Mexico and he takes part in a ceremony. And he's in the cave he's, where he's, he's like he's, sitting there. He's in a cave, but at the end of his, his trip, his, um, you know, sort of like seeing creation and stars and, yeah. and people rising and falling, um, he sort of imagines himself and uh, somebody else, I think, that he's with just sort of decaying into sand. Right. And the movie's probably made a, a few years after this. Looks a lot like what we saw. Yeah, it really um, does. It was really cool. I, that movie is so funny to me because I like it a lot, but it is basically like, it's not a horror movie, but it's like, what if you got so fucking high or you got so fucking in your own mind you turn into like a homicidal ape? Yeah. <laughs> that, that movie, you know who wrote that screenplay? Who's that? Ronald Eddie Reagan. Chayefsky. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ronald <laughs> Walter Reagan. I was wrong. You were right. It was Ronald Bobo, Reagan. you're never going to believe what I wrote. <laughs> uh, uh, Nancy. <laughs> this is, uh, apes. Apes. Yes, the apes. Um, apes. No, that movie is written about. by Patty Chayefsky, the guy who wrote Network. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. I can kind of see that now. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. That's a, Anyway, that's a sidebar. Yeah. I mean, I'd recommend Altered Sand Cannon. Cannon. Yeah, they got it from that. So the Sand Cannon's pretty cool. They kill Iron Mask eventually after his second rocket escape. I feel like that's like a good summation. The thing that feels weird to me is they don't have an end of epi- like 
end of each of these episodes where like the Blue Rangers like finally I've gotten vengeance for my team. They like they kind of like just move on to the next one right away. Yeah, they. So it, I didn't even really realize that that's what they were doing until the fourth episode. Yeah, <laughs> because they they don't really comment on it. It's like these guys just show up and they don't they don't really remind the audience who they are. Yeah. You, they just assume that you will remember it. They're or, like very company men oriented in their mindset and how they work. Of like, yeah, I'm just here to clock in and clock out. You yeah. know, sure he killed my team, but we're here to work together. Yeah, oh. I don't take this home with me. You know, I've like, seen him before. Well, let's get a yeah, get a pitter patter. <laughs> get the soccer ball out. We gotta do this. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty. Fun. I feel like even the third episode's of like a pretty fun thing going on. Of it's the whole Yellow Rangers episode. Once again, he gets like. More beats where he's like, you know, I, I, you know, I gotta avenge my team and all that. He doesn't say it, but like he's going against. He's like, oh, that guy, you know, basically. But like we said earlier, everything kind of starts going sour. Where like the bronze mask. Another thing I've, I forgot to mention. Each of these monsters always kidnap this kid, like named Taro, who's just like, I think hanging around to get kidnapped each episode. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't, yeah. I don't know what this kid's relation is to the team, but he's like hanging out at the cafe. And, like, every time, without fail, he'll, like, wander was off. he the same kid who was the scientist's son? That's the scientist's son, yeah, right? Yeah, it's the same as, yeah. Why is he still hanging around with them? I don't know. He's. I think that scientist has to be a bit of a better dad. Does the scientist work with them now? He Does gave he... them the powers. Oh, he the did? Scientist yeah, they explained the that at the beginning of one of the episodes. I missed that. Holy yeah, because... completely missed that. I think it's the beginning of the second episode. They're, like, the remaining scientists yeah. on the Eagle wow. Army thing. They really go to they give speed. Yeah, they give the yeah, it happens too fast. But they it's like uh you know, like the beginning of like a I think wasn't G.I. Joe like that, the cartoon where yeah. they're like, Well, this is an elite team of mercenaries, it's G you know, like G. they do it before the <laughs> intro starts where they're like yeah, the after being destroyed by the uh, Black Cross or whatever, the remaining scientist gives his power to like the five like, he develops yeah. this thing to give the five remaining people power to oh, give revenge. I love that. Yeah. I was like, it makes, oh! It makes more sense now why, like, he's there and Tyro's hanging around. But, yeah. like, it's so funny that, like, if you just miss one, like, line of text, then it's like, It's I don't know. literally, like, five seconds. But I'm okay with that. I Look, I, I'm saying this a little bit cheekily because this is a kid's show and it's silly. Yeah. But they're... they're Kind of just trusting the audience to figure things out yeah. instead yeah. of over-explaining it. Which, yeah. I mean, I do appreciate Which, that in a day and age where everything is, like, always being talked down to if you are condescended mm-hmm. by media. So. Right, yeah. Yeah, Marvel is kind of doing that a yeah, lot. too much. Like, I, yeah, I, I get it. Move yeah. on. They like, trust you there to have story. fun and keep going, which I, is nice. I, I, this is... Uh, a lot of the films I've been watching lately are not American films, and mm-hmm. there's... There's a, there's a yeah exactly <laughs> and in Canada yeah. they trust their fucking audience they really do it's the socialized healthcare yeah that's I mean I, you know what I've heard stories like you have to wait ten years to see a doctor so maybe we should think about how great capitalism is <laughs> Every, doesn't everybody have that one aunt who's like oh you have to wait for to see your doctor I'm like. Have you ever called your doctor and tried to schedule an appointment and they're like, oh, you can come in this week? No, every fucking doctor I ever had is like, oh, I'm kind of booked up for the next three to four months. Like, And they're I, like, and in four months, uh, I'm going to need $20,000. Yeah. And you're like, oh, so I can never yeah. see the doctor. It's, yeah, our, our system's worse. Yeah, it's, it's worse than <laughs> it's, it's objectively worse. But we've really trained our public to think it's better somehow. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't need to get into that. Um, going back to this and the series and everything with it, it, I, I like that they trust you, they have fun, they just go with it. 
And, like, that's why I feel like we can kind of go through the episodes faster. Because each episode now is, like, is just going right they, off they the bat. They have a formula. They stick to it. Mm-hmm. They do it very efficiently. Right. But they also, like, these episodes are still 22, 23, 24 minutes long. Yeah. They're still packing in a lot of... They're doing the same things over and over again, but there's a, there's a tremendous amount of variation. Yeah. They're still shooting whole new scenes of the same thing over yeah, and over yeah. again. Which is really fun. And it's like I was saying... We can already summate the third episode even pretty easily because, like we said earlier, the bronze mask guy is, like, basically his plan, which I think is really funny to me, is that he has a big bomb that's going to explode the base. They don't, they didn't think too hard with his one. They steal the bomb after doing, like, a whole James Bond scene of the Yellow Ranger and the Red Ranger sneaking in. Oh, it's just a big old nuke. Yeah. It's just a nuke. It's just a nuke. It's a nuclear weapon. You gotta go with the the classics. Clearly a nuclear weapon. (laughs) Yeah. Like, they have, like, the footage they use for it that's, like, displaying that. Um... But, like, basically, Red and Yellow Ranger... They literally, they literally use stock nuke footage. <laughs> they do. <I> think. <laughs> Which, once again, this is in Japan in 1975. It's only been about 20, Still a little 30 fresh, years. yeah. yeah like, yeah. Too soon. <laughs> too soon, I'll say. It'd be like, yeah, we, had, we had footage that uses 9-11, like, in 2003, basically. Yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Slow down a little bit. Um, you know, give it some time to ruminate. Then it becomes a very funny joke all the time. Um, anyways, they, they have that... The whole build-up of the episode is they sneak into the base to steal the bomb. He gets upset they stole the bomb, so he steals I, the kid. Question, question. Maybe you guys can enlighten me. Yeah. Why do they wear their normal clothes for this mission? I have no clue. Yeah, I was trying uh, to figure that because out. Because they, they, they wear their normal clothes, and then when they get caught, they switch into their fighting outfits. Right. But they should have just been fighting. Yeah, just fighting outfit right away. It should be fighting outfit the whole time. Because if you um, get caught, they're you're on a mission. Fight. You gotta fight. I know this is jumping back a little, but one of my favorite little moments was when the Red Ranger yeah. was on his motorcycle in his regular clothes, and he turned around on, on the, the motorcycle bike and changed into his other clothes. I'm still <laughs> trying to do the math on that. I forgot to write that down, but that was awesome. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. hey, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know how it works, but it, it works. Um, <laughs> So yeah, his basically the plan is he steals the bomb. He gets upset, so he steals the kid to get the bomb back. <laughs> of course, they bring the bomb and they they trick him. They basically get into a fight. And my favorite thing is like they defeat him, and he has the other thing where it's the same exact thing where like, oh, I have an escape rocket. Don't work it. Don't worry about it. And they're like, get out the soccer ball. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but my favorite thing before they do that is he turns his the bronze mask powers like he turns into like this really strong huge bronze bell. And then the other one's just like, I'm just going to pick it up and throw him in the air. Don't worry about it, man. <laughs> they just blow him the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, th- how did the kid get in the bomb? I don't know. But it was also super funny for that episode. I forgot. They don't show them defusing the bomb. They cut to the scene at the end where they're all going back to the base. It's like, if we done that five seconds later, that kid would have been toast. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they didn't even show you like the drama. Like You know how you know how it goes from here on yeah, out. They, they took care of it. Yeah. It was fine. Once again, it feels like this movie trusts you to be a smarter audience yeah. than most MCU films right now. You know what happened. It's, it's really letting the audience fill in some of the gaps on yeah. their own. It's and it's great. like they beat the bad guy. Of course they defuse the bomb in time. We don't need to see that. Where there's, is there? there's no tension. Yeah. in this show there's no suspense yeah. even and we'll get to the fourth episode the fourth episode's about the pink ranger momo ranger was once again they had that really great scene where she like turns in the report and she's like you know what i look great today and you're like you do can we uh before we get into episode four can we talk about the flute oh the flute yeah i forgot about the flute weird power awesome power yeah. i mean this is a creative is... sensitive he's 
beautiful yeah. flute playing. Bronze mask, you know, there's a side to him. And it's like, I guess you just say, I thought it was a weird power, but the more I think about it, it's a very multi-useful power. Because he can just play it normally, which apparently makes the bomb go off faster. Or he can shoot out a poison dart that kills you right away. <laughs> uh, did he also use his flute to shoot the Roman candles? At the stunt actor? Oh, yeah, I think In that did. one shot? I yeah. think it shot Roman candles. Yeah, just like shooting off the ground and all that. It, it was just, a, it was, they just took a Roman candle and shot it at a stunt guy. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> so, I like that there's no expenses spared for explosions yeah. and weird, like, just things going on. My first note is so many explosions. Yeah. My first note for the whole thing. And it's like a joke in both Power Rangers and Super Sentai of like, oh, okay, we're seeing there's going to be a transformation explosion. I thought I was like ramped up over there. No, it's been there in the DNA since like 1975. Oh, yeah. This is a choice that they made 50 years ago, and nobody's <laughs> nobody's ever back down. That was thought the first. That was the pitch. I think that was it. And they're like, let's just blow stuff up. And that's like, well, that's... we need to justify. Oh, and it's for kids. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, then they like Common Rider, right? Yeah. I, just five times Common Rider explosions. Yeah. Money. And you get, like, one explosion for Kamen Rider when he's fighting the guys. Now you have five of them. Yeah. So it's great. <laughs> well, yeah. So that's... Uh, the third episode basically goes through. We got through all of that. Um, uh, the Broad the Flute. The third episode is also... I know we're moving on. Yeah. Where I realized how much our, our favorite boy actually does consume curry rice on screen. Yeah, it's a lot. That was the first thing I thought. When he's really eating. There's no spit bucket. Big yeah. mouthful. The first... Swallowing him. Because the first... The first episode, again, or is it the second episode where he gets four of them? And he's like, you're not going to be able to eat all four of them. I don't remember first which, episode. but yeah, yeah. Episode, and he's, he's like... Oh, that's like he's, his intro to the curry. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. housing it. Yeah. And I'm like, how many times did they do that take? Like, I, I hope they went easy on him. Yeah. He died halfway through the show. Um, <laughs> which actually might not be a joke. I gotta look that up just to make sure it didn't happen. Oh. <laughs> he does eat a lot of curry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they just... Death by just arteries full of curry. Um, this is also the episode where we find out that uh, Master is Commander. Yeah, which we all kind of knew, I feel like. But I like that, that once again, they're trusting you to put I, it again. I, I kind of wanted them to just be taking their orders from a computer the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that would be really cool. That would have been, actually, that, that is sort of what I wanted. I mean, that's but our future with all the same. AI-generated so... orders. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I want Master and Commander to just, like, oh, God damn, I just want... More master and commander jokes. Yeah, they're coming. <laughs> Russell Crowe's somewhere in there just waiting to get in a fist fight. I, like, he's got his violin. He's ready to play. <laughs> I do, I think he's got a, I want to just see one scene where they actually show the behind the scenes where he's like running into the back room to get out of his chef outfit, put it all on, and then to run down. He's just like sweating like, oh. He's <laughs> like, he's like standing behind the computer. He's not even piping in the vocals. Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, I want to see that so bad. But yeah, the fourth episode, it's the Pink Rangers time to shine. Once again, oh, such great a good character. episode. Yeah. I love this episode. I, once again, I like that they never do dumb it down. Like, she's a woman, so she's weaker. She can't fight. Literally, her escape plan when she gets in prison is, I'm going to throw a needle into his eye, grab his gun, and then mow down all of the other soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> Gonzo shit. Yeah. This is, oh, I got to bring this up too. So they already, once again, day one of Super Sentai, they have like the, the standard foot soldier which instead of it being putties, they're just called soldiers, which is just like terrorists in like fucking weird Spanish outfits. But they just like they arm them with like terrorists. They're stuff. strapped. Like, yeah, they got like AK forty sevens. They got weird swords. It, it's a great. lot of the weapons that we see are 
quite cartoony, right? Yeah. We have a whip that's just like sort of a limp rope. Yeah, yeah it's and very limp. The boomerang. The boomerang. You know, like they're very silly, but like every once in a while it's like, no, no, like guns, gunshots, yeah. blood, like injured man crawling over yeah. a berm. Like, oh my goodness. It's <laughs> Ray, you know? <laughs> and once again, like how funny and like tropey gets with certain things is when you have like a secret agent that's like getting that information show up, you know, like he's gonna be dead in two scenes. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, I love yeah. that so much. It's like the, the was it that a uh, red shirt in Star Trek? Is that how yeah? That goes? That's absolutely yeah. it. There's your red shirts. Also, scientists not a good world to be a scientist in this show either. <laughs> like if they're gonna show you how the weapon works, they're gonna use it on one of the scientists in that yeah. episode to show you. Oh, he dead. <laughs> so yeah, the fourth episode they get to the Jade Mask, which is the guy who killed off all of the Pink Rangers. Jade Mask is so fucking cool. He's guys. really great. Weird design too, which is fun. Incredibly weird design. I want to say like they were like we're gonna do like a Mayan looking kind of like god for the design and have like all these weird kind of like protruding colors and intricate designs but he's just got like a big stick he beats people to death and then for some reason makes a mold that kills people he makes a mold that kills people and he has a giggle like yeah, very joker giggle like uh like my girlfriend's 11 year old daughter <laughs> they have the same laugh <laughs> gotta make sure that's not a jay mask yeah. running around there She's a little stinker. <laughs> you can get some green mold on you. That's it. Yeah, That's we'll over. <laughs> yeah. So my favorite thing about this like plan is that he has a weather balloon that he's gonna release the mold to kill all of the Earth. The only thing that they, they're ever vague about is like the Black Cross just wants to kill all of humanity, which we're not sure why, but sure. Because it needs to be killed. Yeah. This is where I have a little bit of a hard time with the show. Actually, I'm glad you brought it up because, uh, you know, we established maybe in our pre-show banter. Uh, that all of humanity should, in fact, be extinguished. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That it is worthless. Uh, you brought it We're up, all members of Antifa, so we think that all organizations should be killed. Uh, parents and families shouldn't exist. We should uh, all worship Mark, Mark's man. you got to be careful, because <laughs> if you keep going, you're going to actually make the argument that National Socialism is socialism. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I believe his name is Mark's man, that we all worship and love, over God, who doesn't exist and we will kill. Um, <laughs> and is a woman and is a woman and we are going to make all the youth trans finally <laughs> all the youth already are trans Brandon. think about think about it mentally uh, I love I love the rights concept of Antifa because it sounds like a Power Rangers villain organization yeah. absolutely they throw cans of soup and you yeah. know <laughs> they look like boys and girls you're like yeah. what, what would their monsters of the week be I gotta figure this out for the next episode I'm gonna make some kaijin Antifa soldiers <laughs> It's the art teacher, you know, like... Here comes HRT. He's going to pump you full of things to make you a woman. Uh, um, it's too easy to do. Uh, oh, man. Uh, but no, for uh, for the fourth episode, we get to where the gift escape, like I said, Pink Ranger has a really fun, like... They just let her grab a gun and mow down the soldiers and they get out of there. He, he does the thing where they get the weather balloon, Blue Ranger jumps up there, stops it, they get rid of it, and then he gets his own secret escape balloon. And once again, it's like, get out the soccer ball. Like, all right. It's so reliable. Yeah. If I could backtrack in the plot a little bit, yeah. there's a moment when uh, Peggy's being imprisoned. Yeah. Uh, or before, before it's the, actually the opening of this episode. Yeah. Has a, a kind of a fun sequence where Jade Mask is uh, showing his evil scientists who the Go Rangers are. Yeah. And he's going through their, their little profiles one at a time. And he specifically says that Momo Ranger... Uh, all of her jewelry is explosive. Right. And when they find out she's Momo Ranger and they capture her later, 
She's just wearing jewelry when they put her in jail. Like, and she this? immediately blows up the lock. <laughs> She's like, don't you guys need to take this? Like, nah, it happened so fast. And it was the first thing they were told yeah. about her. I, I like the idea of like, he's probably just lying out of his ass. There's no yeah. way, man. Exploding. <laughs> sure. He says that about every woman <laughs> that comes for us. They all, all these broads got exploding jewelry these days. <laughs> it's never true. They yeah. always have normal functioning jewelry that doesn't explode. Yeah, and then she's gonna make you join her polycule. Yeah. And it's like, but he learned that from his father, and yeah. he learned that from his father. You he know. just he doesn't know how to generational break the cycle. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh man, it's yeah, it's it, it it's really fun. I feel like she has a great episode, and outing they they kill off Jade Mask at the end of it. So I'm I'm excited if, when we do reconvene of like doing episode five of both. We get Green Rangers battle with Gas Mask, which of course you got to call him Gas Mask. One of them has to be Gas Mask. Oh, he's awesome too. Yeah, looks like From, a big old. Sniffing. I mean, you only see him for five seconds, yeah. but he kills everyone with smoke. I love that episode. he. In the first episode, he just runs around. And oh, smoke's he, coming the out green of gas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty dark. Yeah, yeah. it was it, pretty dark. Real World War One vibes. And it feels like, really like I feel like disjointed because like it's a very dark death and like oh that looks terrible. But he's also just like a little Napoleon guy with a gas mask yeah. on, and he's just having a fun time. Right he's around. like a he's another little giggle monster. Yeah. He's a little giggle. He's a little giggle guy. Like the giggle guy. He's on that gas, you know. So I feel like we should get to reviews and then wrapping it up here. Like we watched the first four episodes. I mean, this is going to be a very easy review system because I feel like we got to get five out of five Rangers. Mm-hmm. We got five Rangers, five being the best, one Ranger being the worst, zero Rangers being absolute dog shit, which I don't think is going to happen. I, I think I'll kick it off, and I'm going to say I'm very pleasantly surprised. I really enjoyed these first four episodes. Four out of five Rangers with a hesitancy of knowing there's 84 more episodes. Yeah. I feel like it's going to drop off pretty hard at some point. I want to give the show some credit, but, like, there's no way we get to episode 60. I don't think we're going to get that far, to be honest. But, like, there's no way I'm, like, at episode 60. I'm like, get out the soccer ball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do it. <Yeah>. Finish him. <laughs> I, I I think I would say four out of five too. Like like I was surprised. Um, and you know we didn't really talk about this, but um, for seventy five and stuff like the fight choreography and, choreography and stuff, I was into it. Yeah, it was nice. I All mean, the weapons are kind of cool. The weapons are cool. Yeah, the 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 costumes and designs are cool. It's you know it's wacky or whatever, but like it's probably like you said. It's 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 gonna be. We're gonna watch five episodes and be like, "Oh, it's just this the whole time." Yeah, I don't think there's gonna be any like plot. They're like, "Oh, he's sick," you know. Like that would be very funny. Yeah, it's not gonna yeah. like become in pretty full force. I feel like for any of them, though, it would be funny if they have a whole arc like, "Oh, Red Ranger's got a drinking problem." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, we, we gotta dive into that, and it's like it's because my father never loved me. Yeah, so. <laughs> you're like, "Oh, geez. whoa!" Who's my mother father? was a malignant narcissist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I only found comfort in two things, alcohol and Kafka. Like, <laughs> I just love for that to happen. Like, damn, Red Ranger deep, but yeah. he's hurt. Um, yeah. You ever look at the cover of the Metamorphosis? <laughs> just... That bugs me, Dad. That bugs me. I, I'm going to agree with you guys and give it four out of five Rangers. My only reason for not giving it a fifth ranger is that we're early in the show. Yeah, it's too. Um, we have to be it's like too early to tell. But I'm cautiously optimistic. I think knowing, you know, is uh, knowing what you've shared, Brandon, about the series that come after this and uh, how established a lot of those tropes are uh, from the from the jump here. Yeah. 
I'm actually kind of optimistic for the run of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we're going to get to episode 86, but if we <laughs> the do... The year is 2033. <laughs> I think we might be kind of pumped for the finishing move. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't want to... Uh, you know, I, I think I might, I might have a half ranger in there, but I yeah. don't want to pick one to cut. It's not a, a big spoiler, but they eventually, the like the last episode, I know they fight like Black Cross, and I've seen the designs. Like it's pretty badass. Like it's just like a big old evil dude. So, That's yeah. great because yeah. currently he is just a clansman. Yeah, and, uh, it's a little disconcerting every time yeah. we have to look at him. I, uh, I mean, I do miss when shows would just be like, I want you to know this dude's absolutely evil. It's not like this stupid. Once again, going to MCU of like, let's hear both sides. Actually. Here's the villain. They're kind of like leftists in their values. It's like, I don't want to see that fucking shit. Give me a full-on Hitler. Like, come yeah. on. That's what is evil in the world. Yeah, that's, the it's both an sides accurate argument. representation of That's evil. my argument. I mean, I'm wearing a Joker hoodie right now, but that's like my argument for the joke, where it's like, yeah, he's evil. Yeah. You don't, we, we don't need to know that he had a bad... Like, that's not the allure. Yeah, after you're like through killing your like 30th person and like also like destroying the infrastructure of the city just because it's funny to you... You don't have to be like, well, he was tortured. Like, nah, just fucking murk that dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And that's why I think capital punishment's important. Um, <laughs> yeah, especially for, you know, uh, time-traveling Hitler babies. I don't know. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, but yeah, I think we could... I'll get to the trivia in the, the stupid game section, because I think it's important. I spent time writing these down. Quit playing stupid games. So I mentioned this earlier. First stupid game I want to go is through um, just silly Sentai titles. Which is, I don't know if you guys know the original Power Rangers title, but it's very funny to me, the Japanese, like, full names for series. So I want to give you three of these series and tell me which one of these you think is the original Power Rangers in Japanese. Which is Hayakuju Sentai Gao Ranger. Second option, which is Kaizoko Sentai Gokaiger. Or the third option, which is Kaiorui Sentai Zoo Ranger. I think it's the second one. I'm going third. Third is the correct oh, option, which is Zoo Ranger. Zoo is Zoo. Think about it. Oh, yeah. the animals. Yeah. yeah. Which also, I found out this, it came out in 1992 in Japan, and they made it in 1993. It was a very popular series at the time. It's the first time in a Sentai show that they had them all dinosaur-themed. And once again, it's like these executives are just like instantly figuring out like money that prints itself of like, what do kids love? Dinosaurs. They have giant robots. They fight everybody. They're fighting a space witch. It's, mm-hmm. it's all perfect. Yeah. Um, the other two are real shows. Uh, they're all anniversary shows, but uh, Go Kaiju. I really thought you made up that second one. No, they're all real titles, which I think is really <laughs> funny. And the funny thing about these is a lot of them are like puns in Japanese, so it's almost be like if you know, like how we have Power Rangers in space or something like that. It'd be like if they called it like Powerful Rangers instead or something. Like it's just light variations on Ranger and titles, which you know, props to them. That's kind of fun. Mm. It's a good motif. Yeah. Um, I'm going to basically dovetail right off to this is uh, Kaizoko Sentai Gokaiger. One of the more popular series is an anniversary one. The Red Ranger has a really funny name to me. Which one of these names is actually the Red Ranger, the main character in the show? Is it Dr. Tremendous, Captain Marvelous, Sergeant Fantastic, or Mr. Violence? It better be Dr. Tremendous. Yeah. What are you thinking? You're, you're not, like, in love with Mr. Violence? Mr. Violence. <laughs> like, come on. Mr. Violence would be great. His his actual name is actually probably the most boring choice, which is Captain Marvelous. Okay. Uh, it's yeah. definitely not nothing. Yeah. It's, <laughs> are you asking, is this a queer-coded character? I've seen some episodes... They say he's straight, but come on, that dude is fucking... He's, <laughs> he sounds marvelous. Yeah. <laughs> he's too marvelous yeah. to be... Yeah. But in a beautiful way, I gotta say. 
Finally, this is the last one I'm going to give you guys for trivia, which is uh, another very popular one in recent franchise years for Sentai, which is Risha Sentai Tokaiger. What is their thing? Do you think it is going to be A, dinosaurs, B, fruits, or C, trains? Oh, I love the idea of fruits. I want to say fruits. But I'm going to say it's trains. Trains makes the most sense. You're both correct. Oh, I should have let you thought it out. You're I no was gonna talk myself out of it, yeah. so let's just forget all. I got about too that. excited that you both got trains. I just uh, love that, like, <laughs> it, it, all their choices are either for things that kids are gonna love or people completely on the spectrum are gonna love. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no other way to put there's it. There's a lot of crossover <laughs> in my world. Big anyway. crossover for in, indeed. The, the okay, this fucking talking about things on the spectrum. My interest in Tokusatsu. The fruit one is not true of Sentai, but there is a common writer series. Where all of the common writers are fruit themed. I'm into that. And you're saying, is this a silly kind of funny season? It's the darkest common writer season they have too. <laughs> Not even joking. And that one uh, actual Heinrich Himmler does yeah. guest appearance. Yeah. <laughs> Just a fruit cocktail. And I can have, it's it's common writer guy. It is one of my favorites. But like the series gets so dark as it goes, is basically like there's this invasive forest that mutates people as it get comes closer. So like there's where they have to kill off loved ones because they were changed by the forest. And then, so it's like zombie shit. Yeah, there's zombie yeah. shit, and then the organization they're working with actually turns out to be the bad guys as it goes on, and their plan is we're only going to save off this portion of, like, humanity. Not, I don't think it's less spoilers, because you find out pretty soon. But I just love that you're doing all this, like, emotional damage to the audience, and they're all fucking fruit-themed guys <laughs> jumping around fighting each other. God bless, God bless Tokusatsu. That is absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's it. I'm going to get to the very end of this, which is recommendation and plugs. If you have anything you want to recommend, like, just anything you've been enjoying. It doesn't have to be, like, any set media thing. It could just be a feeling, even. <laughs> or if you have any plugs. Um, I'm going to skip plugs, though I, I've been doing some zine stuff. There's a really fun Ultraman zine that should be coming out by the time this is end of it called Shoe Watch Volume 3. Recommend it. A lot of cool artists working on it. I'm going to recommend Common Writer Guy because I just talked about it. It's so good. <laughs> I love it so much still. Very, very weirdly dark show, but so silly looking. The Just stuff like you've like, been posting is really yeah. pretty fucking No, funny. I'll, I'll find, like, the weirdest funny suits to post. Like, with Ultraman, there's literally an Ultraman that has, like, tribal tattoos on his arm. I'm like, Japan, what are you doing? Hell yeah. And it's like, his character design was, like, 2016. Like, not, not in the mid-2000s. Yeah. <laughs> that is so righteous. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll... I did this two days ago. I recommend stealing from big chain groceries. Absolutely. Never uh, steal from, like, mom and pop. Or oh, no, never. Support local small But if you're businesses. in a Walmart, fucking load those pockets. If you're in a Mariana's, oh, yeah. take the most expensive olive oil and put it in your bag, because they are not I'd almost say recommended, because their prices are way too jacked up, and you're still getting, like, jewel-level groceries. You're not, like, going to fucking Whole Foods. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I took... I took two bottles of olive oil, and I haven't bought coffee in, like, a year and a half. So <laughs> nice. Don't start I, now. Yeah, yeah, and they're not watching. I also, it. olive oil is overpriced. It yeah, should it's be not, cheaper. Yeah, yeah, it's like I'm not paying for it. Or spices. Have you ever bought a spice? Like, grow up. Yeah. To put in your pocket. Listen, I'm just saying, I ain't paying extra for a virgin in a relationship for an olive oil? No way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that character is, but I'll figure it out next time. Uh, that's, uh... uh Tony the, Virgin uh, Guy? Yeah. 
a foodie that's also a virgin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> virgin, but weird about it. Virgin foodie does sound like an anime that I would watch. So It'd probably be pretty good. <laughs> Way too horny for its own good. <laughs> Perfect amount of horny. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm uh, jealous of your recommendation because it's such a good one. I'm going to coattail it with... Uh, one of the best things I've ever done for myself, and I recommend anybody who uh, rents and has to uh, use a coin-operated laundry machine, uh, there's a part number on that washing machine. Mm -hmm. Type it into Amazon. I know it's Amazon, but you will find the key that opens up the fucking thing mm -hmm. and lets you get free laundry. Yep. Hell and, yeah. And uh, it's like a 10 to $15 expense, and yep. it pays for itself immediately. Yep. If you want to go full leftist, like, like I like to do, find out the manufacturer, see if they have a website, and see if you can order it from them instead of directly from Amazon. I do that all the time, yeah. and it feels fucking yeah. good. Fuck you, Bezos. Yeah. yeah. That's a great movie. I also do want to plug a couple of things I've watched recently that were, oh, hell yeah. were just really, really cool, and... Uh, um, I would even plug fucking made my week. I'd even fucking plug once again Humitsu Sentai Go Ranger, the one we watched. It's so fucking fun. It's on archive.org, the whole series. Yeah. It's sick. Yeah. Um couple of movies I watched yesterday, uh movie called Election came out in 2005 directed by Nope. This is a Johnny Toe directed. He's a Hong Kong director. Oh. Uh he made a movie that got a a kind of a small release here uh, maybe 10 years ago called Drug War that I really liked at the time. Great title. Uh, great movie. It's exactly what you think it is. Right, it is a drug war movie and it's fucking sick. This is about, uh, election is about the election of a new uh, triad gang leader um, uh, in Hong Kong and the conflicts that arise out of that. The election and election two, which they did not name re-election, I don't know why. Damn it, they um, fucked up. <laughs> are they're uh, marketed at least in the states as sort of like the Hong Kong answer to the Godfather? They're not exactly that, but they have some. I love the way he uses his camera. I love the way he tells these stories. I absolutely love the way that he depicts violence in this very unsentimental way. Um, just exceptional movies. Uh, I also, uh, two more quick recommendations. Robert Altman film I streamed on the Criterion channel called Secret Honor. Who uh, ever heard of that Philip one? Baker Hall gives a solo performance for about an hour and a half as Richard Nixon. Uh, <laughs> after he is impeached, uh, he's just drunk and ranting. I've heard of this. For 90 yeah. minutes. And it is mesmerizing. He has a portrait of Kissinger on the wall. He is talking about his mother in weird yeah. ways. It is a wild. I gotta film. see this. It's it's a, not a it's a good decision to watch. Secret Honor, uh, nineteen eighty four Robert Altman movie, and then the the last thing is uh, Manhunter, the Michael Mann adaptation of Man Red Hunter. Dragon. Oh, with Brian um, Cox is yeah. Hannibal. Brian Cox is so. Hannibal Lecter. It's a five star movie for sure. Uh, I saw it once many many years ago and just rewatched it last night, pretty late and. It's it's just people uh, talk perfect. about movies like having like oh if you go back this actually kind of like a chill wave kind of like eighties aesthetic. I feel like that's the movie where it actually is true. Like it's perfectly yeah. encapsulated. Yeah. I always think of the, the score is incredible. Score is great. I think of the scene specifically where like he wakes up with his wife after having like a terrible dream, knowing like things are coming his way, and like the lighting of like the blues it's and the purples so is like blue. so good. Yeah, it, the the very intense. Like Michael Mann stopped shooting on film like almost immediately when digital became available and I understand why when you watch some of that stuff 
um, that he did in like Miami Vice. Like there's a certain look that you could only get on digital that he really wanted. But oh god, Manhunter looks so fucking good. Mm-hmm. It looks so fucking good. And I wonder if he would shoot on film for for like a uh, Heat Two. If that actually happens. I gotta watch Thief still, man. I can't believe I haven't watched that. I haven't also One of my all-time favorites. Yeah. And and as a locksmith, which I am professionally, uh, some of the more realistic depictions of safe cracking and, and breaking and entering that I I've ever seen. I gotta watch that soon. It is a great movie, yeah. man. I mean, also a Chicago one, too, right? It's a great Chicago movie. Yeah. One of the things I love about that movie, and we're I know we're really going off on it now, but uh, uh, that movie... He, um, the, the the actor the lead actor in that movie oh shit I know James Con yeah James Con James Con uh, plays a uh, thief right yeah and his cover is that he owns uh, a car dealership on Western Avenue which historically you know it's if you're if you're not listening and you're not from Chicago Western Avenue is the only street that runs the entire north south length of the city and uh, historically was. Every part of Western Avenue, more or less, was a hot spot for used car dealerships. Mm-hmm. And the way that it there's depicts... There's still a few on there. Yeah. There's, there's many. Uh, you know, where I used to live in Roscoe Village with Jesse, and yeah. um, there's still a few of those over there. And it is a perfect Western Avenue car used car lot. It looks nice. great. The you lights... The, it's... Oh, man. Incredible film. And yeah, yeah. not to spoil it too, but I know the whole Green Mill theme, or Green Mill like scene. Yes, like there's it. a couple scenes shot in the Green Mill that are really nice. Yeah. Uh, it looks great. Yeah. I'm going to watch that. But yeah, I think that's that's the end of the, the episode. I feel like we wrapped it up. We we have uh, one of the worst sign-offs, which we, we don't have to do for this one, but I don't know what we do for this now, which is just like... I think I think we just say give him the fucking soccer ball. I yeah. do fucking give him the so- give it to him good. Yeah. Ball. You know what? That's what I'm gonna say. That's our sign off. If you're having a bad day, whatever it is, like give him the soccer ball. Give him the soccer, give him the soccer ball. ball. Yeah. You know what? Give him the go ranger your, storm. Your boss giving you a hard time. Give him the soccer ball. ball. Your husband giving you a hard time. Yeah. Soccer give him the soccer ball. I love that they, they once again. I'm gonna end it on this. Just the last tangent is they call it the go ranger storm. So when you first hear it, you don't know what's gonna be like. Gonna spin around. It's gonna be some warm. Like some swarm thing they do. They just get out a soccer ball. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Lintards jumping down your throat. Soccer ball. We regret that you have not yet complied with our order. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. in my throat. <laughs>